Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Well, we continue going through the book of Daniel. We're in the second, seventh chapter of Daniel. And yeah, we're taking our time. You can tell we've spent several episodes so far. But these passages are so important just to meditate upon, just reflect upon. Again, to resist the temptation of interpreting up front. <laughs> Remember, this is a dream that Daniel's having. Night visions that he's having as he describes it. And it's about to get even more interesting. Remember at the very beginning, the first 12 verses, he talks about how he saw four beasts and the four winds of the heaven were stirring up the great sea. And these four beasts came up from the sea and the beasts were all different from one another. And then he kept looking that phrase we see repeatedly. He keeps looking, he keeps looking. And in verse nine, we've seen in recent episodes that he kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days, <clears throat> the ancient of days, this is the most high God, God, the father. How do we know that? Well, we're about to see because there's some other things as we go along. Then he described God the Father, a vesture, clothing, a white as snow, his hair of his head, pure as wool. And then there were flames all about. Remember, there were flames from his throne, Okay, flames from the wheels burning from there. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. And then there were thousands and thousands and myriads and myriads uh, attending him and standing before him. We're not told what those are, what type of beings those are. But then we were told that Daniel kept looking and he kept looking and he heard the sound. He, he kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words of the horn that was speaking. And the horn that was speaking was the 11th horn that popped up in the head of that fourth beast. Strange pictures, no weird things. And so he, verse 13, we pick up and it says this. I kept looking in the night visions. Well, there we go. He keeps looking. So he's still having these night visions. And behold, with the clouds of heaven, <clears throat> one like a son of man was coming. And he came up to the ancient of days and he was presented <clears throat> before him. Now, this gets really, really interesting when you start thinking about some things. Again, I don't want us to read too much interpretation in anything. I just want us to observe what's being said. So he's looking in the night visions. He keeps seeing things. And he says, behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. So he sees this one like a son of man. And he comes to the ancient of days. So you have two distinct personages here. You have two distinct uh, things going on. You have the ancient of days and you have the son of man. And the Son of Man is presented before the Ancient of Days. He's presented before the Ancient of Days. Verse 14 then tells us this. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. Well, to who? To which him? Was to the Son of Man. To the Son of Man was given dominion. <clears throat> to the Son of Man was given glory. To the Son of Man was given a kingdom. 14 continues. That all the peoples, nations, and men of every language 
might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Wow. What, who is this? What is being spoken about here? What's being said here? You know, what is occurring here? Well, he's looking in the night vision, and here comes one from the clouds of heaven, like a son of man. How did Jesus refer to himself when he was here on earth? He called himself what? Yeah, the son of man. He called himself the son of man. And, um, you know, a lot of times uh, believers, those of the the new covenant, we look and say, well, why didn't Jesus just flat out come back and say, hey, I'm Messiah, I'm this, I'm that. He said it in a lot of different ways. And this is one of the primary ways. When he declared that he was the son of man, oh my, the Jewish religious leadership was going ballistic because they knew to what he was referring. He was referring to this passage right here. He was saying that he was this one right here. And notice what happens. The Son of Man is presented to the Ancient of the Days, and then to him was given dominion. Well, who could grant dominion, glory, and a kingdom? Only the Ancient of Days. The Ancient of Days is the only one that could do this. That granted to the Son of Man dominion, glory, and a kingdom. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, folks, without end, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one <coughs> which will not be destroyed. Have we seen anything in Daniel yet about a kingdom that would not be destroyed? Give you a second to think. Actually, a couple places, maybe maybe with Nebuchadnezzar and some things that we're saying about uh, you know the Most High God. But remember in the second chapter with Nebuchadnezzar when he had the dream of the statue and that there was um, a stone carved out without hand that came down and crushed the feet of that statue and then it just annihilated all the kingdoms before it. And then out of that crushing rose a mountain which became a kingdom which would not be destroyed. So we've seen some things about a kingdom already. So the scene shifts. He keeps looking. He sees this one like the Son of Man who comes up to the ancient of days and is presented before him. And the dominion and glory and a kingdom was given to the Son of Man. We're not told how Daniel knew this or how he knew that this dominion and glory and a kingdom was given to him. We're not really told how he knew that dominion is uh, everlasting dominion and that it would not pass away or the kingdom would not be destroyed. Or this might be something that he declared about this, which he saw after it was all said and done and he had some understanding. Because in the midst of this, when Daniel was seeing all this, what was his reaction? Well, let's just look real quick. We've got a couple minutes here. Verse 15, and it tells us, As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me, and the vision in my mind kept alarming me. So his spirit was distressed within him. Okay, The vision in his mind kept alarming him. So he's having a physiological response to this thing. And he doesn't quite know what to do because he's seeing this vision. He's having this dream. He's having a night vision. He's seeing this stuff. He's being physically impacted. His spirit is distressed. Watch this. Verse 16. I approached one of those who were standing by 
and began asking him the exact meaning of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Wow. So while he is in the vision, while he's having the night vision, <coughs> while he's in this dream, while his spirit is distressed, while these things are alarming him and his body is having a response to it, he is in the vision now. He's not just watching it. He's in it because he approaches one of those standing by. He just went up to one of the divine beings standing by and asked him, said, hey, what's the exact meaning of all this? What does all this mean? And here's the great news. The next part of the verse 16 says, so he told me. He told me. And he made known to me the interpretation of these things. Daniel was told what this meant, and he was told the interpretation. Yay! He wrote it down for us. <laughs> A lot of times we read these things and we don't have the interpretation. We're not quite sure. And so... Um, We'll pick that up in the next episode. The next verses start telling us what the interpretation is. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then.